0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You're probably wondering what is this cryptic title all about? What is this episode all about? What is this weird skill that helps with attracting women? So, I have a really fun episode today and it's with one of my friends Mark Narji chef Mark Narji so what we're talking about today is an essential skill which is cooking now don't listen don't don't go yet don't uh, don't go to the next episode i'm telling you this is important i would not have done an episode i don't do any episodes that aren't that i don't feel are important i know that you know you might not be a guy who does a lot of cooking or maybe it's just something that you're not interested in. That's fine. We're not teaching you how to be a chef here. We're not going to be teaching you all these crazy things that you're never going to do. But Chef Mark is going to be discussing why, first of all, why cooking is so important. And I can even tell you a little bit right now. Everyone cooks, right? Everyone cooks on some level, even if it's not fancy, you're making yourself a meal. Right? You're putting things together and it's such a crucial skill to have in your life but also with women. Eventually a woman is going to come over and I highly recommend that on a second, third or fourth date, that she does come over to your place and you do cook some sort of meal or cook something. It doesn't have to be this crazy extravagant thing. But we'll be going over what to do and some tips on how to do it when it comes to cooking, when it comes to baking, when it comes to making all this stuff work. So I really highly recommend that you tune into this and you take some tips. Because no matter what, whether you like cooking or don't like cooking, this is going to help you. And I really wish that every guy would on some level learn how to be a better cook. Again, not by being a complete uh, amazing chef, but at least learning some skills here. So you can really enjoy for yourself, impress others, although I don't really like that concept, but still it does. It impresses other people. And when you have a woman over, it's so sexy to women that you can cook something. And again, doesn't have to be hard or fancy or anything like that. So, we go into why more about why it's important and also some tips on what to do and how to do it. And he even blows my mind here on this episode because he talks about some things that I never would have thought of in terms of how to learn this skill. So, I want you to take some notes and just come into this with an open mind. Now, if you're interested in Getting to the point where you have women that you can get over to your place so you can actually cook them a meal, and you're finding like, trip, I don't even have women who are coming over. I don't have these opportunities. Well, then you might want to think about coaching where you and I work together one on one over the phone and we do weekly calls. And I make sure to hold you accountable to put in the right action steps to be going and meeting women, whether it's online or in person. And I know right now that there's a crazy pandemic going around but not every city has it completely shut down and a lot of cities are opening up so either way wherever you are we can still help you go to www.coachedbytrip.com the link is in the show notes you can check it out coached past tense coachedbytrip 2 com. fill out an application and you and I will be able to work together asap okay so when you fill out the application you and I will get on a phone call and we will talk more about coaching. You will be talking to me, not some assistant, not some salesman, no one else. You're talking to me because I'm going to be coaching you. So I got to see if you're a good fit. So Let's get on the phone and let's figure out if coaching is a good fit for you. Coachedbytrip.com. In the meantime, here is my interview with Chef Mark Narji. You're going to like it. Hey, Mark. How's it going, man? It's going well. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. It's been a long time since we created uh, that video together. We did a YouTube video, I'd say around three years ago at this point, that taught how to make gourmet recipes for very cheap. And what's funny is, and I think I told you this, I don't remember if I told you this, but I actually did one of the recipes a few months ago during the quarantine and it turned out awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I did the uh, the chicken Dijon with the Dijon yeah. sauce, the Dijon cream sauce. It was so good.
1: You did it for you and your lady,
0: or? Yep. Yep. Awesome. It was it was fantastic, and it was funny too because I was thinking of different recipes to make, and I was like, you know what? I should go back to that one day because everything uh-huh. you made that day was so good. Like yeah. it just blew my mind. I remember tasting all that we did: the pizza and the chicken. It was yep. just it was just incredible. So so yeah, no, it's cool that to have you back on here and and just talk about, about cooking in general, why it's important. I know you have a lot of things to say on that. And then sure. for anyone who's listening, just some simple tips or simple ideas that help out the the casual cooker, right? Like the guy who isn't super into it, or maybe he is, and that's good too, and it'll probably help that guy also. But just for the guy who's not super into it, who who just with your help could make any dish seem more gourmet, right? Because I always say that it's great to have a woman over and be able to cook for her. I mean, there's nothing more attractive than that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've done it many times. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure it's helped. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. So cool. So yeah, let's talk about, you know, and you were starting to say this when before we started the interview, like why you think it's important to have this okay. skill. Obviously you're biased you know you yourself are a chef actually before going to that i forgot like I, i'm sitting here cuz i know you but maybe you can tell the guys listening who you are like how long you've been doing this for and you know cuz i know you're amazing but the guy you know at cooking but I, the guys listening don't so maybe a little bit of, of your background
1: of yeah yeah for sure um so yeah my name is uh Mark Narji i'm a chef i'm in, based in southern california i have been doing sort of just private parties, private events for um, about six years. But I've been cooking for you know a really long time. I've been cooking professionally for about 13 years. And I started out mostly in higher-end restaurants, Michelin-rated restaurants, things like that. So my background, my sort of skill set is more in the, the fine dining arena, you know, kind of that kind of a range. So when it comes to cooking, I guess you can call it my technique is more in that uh, higher skill level set, but that kind of whole world is very, I don't want to say pretentious necessarily, but it's not, it's not a for everyday life. So I kind of switch gears a little bit and, and I take sort of that kind of food and, you know, that kind of technique and, and I make it to where people can have, you know, my food or, My services in a a much more casual arena. I cook in people's houses. I cook uh, in you know rentals, and I do some bigger events as well. But the idea is just making really good food. That's really the only caveat that I have. Um, Everything I do doesn't have to be you know fancy or or plated in such a way where I need you know specialty tools and tweezers and and all this and that. So it's really just. Giving people good food that they're very comfortable in their um, environment, you know, while they're eating it. So yeah, and it's sort of a thing that when you're going to cook for somebody else, you know, I think that's sort of maybe the idea a little bit is you just want to make really nice food. You don't have to make somebody fancy food. You don't have to you know have the the best plating in the world. But if you can just make them something that's really tasty, they're going to enjoy it. You know, both because of what it is. Hey, this is a really delicious meal. Everybody loves food. But also, it's going to show both the effort that you put in and the skill level. And people appreciate a trade, you know, or a skill. And I know that there's plenty of things that I can't do very well. And when other people do them, even on a minimal level, I'm impressed. You know, right. uh, so if somebody right. if somebody is a carpenter and they make a really simple you know end table, that's impressive to me because I don't know how to do carpentry. Yeah,
0: um, right. you know, when it comes, to- it, it is different though with cooking too. Is like cooking is something that everyone does it. Like mm-hmm. you know, not everyone has you know, you know like dipped into carpentry and done something. <laughs> everyone has okay. done. Cooking, right? It's like one of these like everyday skills that it's like you got to be good at that on some level, like at least for yourself. Like make yourself some good food. I mean, there's so many benefits to to making your own food Mm -hmm. and and liking it and enjoying it, and then of course the benefit of you know sharing it with a friend or a girl you have over on a date, and it's cool. Like it's I think it's like a cool thing to know, and you you know it's it's interesting too because you've been doing this such a long time so for you it's it's on a whole other level yeah but and you were saying this before like off the air is that we were talking about how it's 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 really something that everyone should learn on some level no matter what even beyond impressing a woman right
1: absolutely yeah it's it's one of those things where i think that any any skill that you're going to learn but obviously you know, cooking relates to to me and and why I'm here and why we're talking right now. You should be doing it kind of first and foremost for yourself, because you're going to benefit yourself on a daily basis if you know how to cook. And when you experience that, you're going to then want to do it more, you're going to get better at it. And then when you go and turn it around and do it to impress somebody or just to provide for somebody it's going to just be that much better and i found that by by learning to cook cuz obviously i didn't get into cooking to impress women however it definitely has since i've done it so it's one of those things that i get better and better at it it makes my life better i can also translate it into not just making good food but you know i lost a lot of weight when I was younger. Uh, I lost about 130 pounds, and that was very much aided by the fact that I knew how to cook. Because a lot of people who are trying to get healthier or lose some weight, they're hindered a bit because they're like, "Well, I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to make this stuff. What am I going to do?" And and the fact that I can make food that's you know quote unquote healthy but also tastes really good, that's just another huge benefit. To me. So right, right. you learn how to do these things and then that way when you know it comes time to cook for somebody else you already have that that mindset and you have that skill set in your back pocket and you're not going to struggle as much. You know it's going right. to become second nature to some degree and I tell every person I know friends or or you know I get I get hit up on social media and stuff you know with uh, advice sometimes and I always just tell people: just learn, learn something. You don't have to learn "quote unquote" how to cook. You know that's a, that's a whole thing. Think of something you want to cook, and practice that thing over and over and over again. Like one dish? Yeah, exactly. Like one dish or one technique, and that way you you have something to improve upon. Because let's say let's say okay, let's go back to that video we made. You know, we did a we did a pizza, we did a risotto, and we did a chicken dish. And let's say you make that pizza and it's good, but you think it could be better. You shouldn't move on to the risotto. You know, you should go back and you should make that pizza again and figure out what it is you want to change or improve. And then that way, you're gonna get that dish locked in. You know, before I started cooking. Professionally, I had about five or six dishes that I made. And those were really the only things I made. Like, sure, I'd heat up this or make some eggs for breakfast or whatnot, but one of the one of the first dishes I ever learned how to quote unquote perfect was like fettuccine alfredo. And it was just a dish I wanted to learn how to make. So I did some research. Uh, at, you know, I read some books when that was a thing. This was kind of pre pre internet. Actually, I shouldn't say pre internet. I'm not that old. But before <laughs> before the internet was as prevalent as it is, you know, I'd get some Italian books and, and this and that. But I learned how to make this dish, and I would change it slightly. And then after you know a certain amount of time, I had it the way I want it, and I still make it the same to this day. And I learned how to do this, you know, 15 years ago, just because I I perfected it in my mind. And, you know, and then I, I did a couple other dishes, but it was like just learning how to do something simple like that. Because a lot of people also think, oh, to impress somebody, you have to make this fancy dish. You know, you really don't. You know, you learn how to make one sauce or you learn how to, you know, cook... A steak really well, or a piece of chicken really well, or a piece of fish really well. You learn how to do a simple task. That is impressive to people because most people don't know how to do that thing. Right. And so you're gonna, you're gonna set yourself above. And in terms of sort of, you know, the opposite sex or the the same sex, if that's what you know, you're into, it's like you're going to create sort of value for yourself. And not just say, "Oh, this you know, this person's a smooth talker and picked me up at a at a bar or a club or whatnot." Like you're going to create something that you're going to show that you're like a valuable person because you're providing. And providing, obviously, in many senses of the word, is super important. And when you cook for somebody, a lot of people I've I've let read a lot of quotes. I've read a lot of different sayings and stuff that people always say, like that, like cooking for somebody is like the purest. Expression of love in a sense. And, and, uh, you know, you put yourself into it. You know, you take the time to come up with a, a dish or a recipe. You have to go get your ingredients, you have to prep them, you have to cook them, you have to serve them. It's a lot of work. And I think we all know that. You know, we all know how much effort goes into cooking. So when somebody makes you a meal, you're going to be appreciative of it i know i am you know if if you make me a sandwich i'm going to love it
0: just because i know that i didn't have to make that sandwich right so it's even like double time it's like you get that and then also if you do something awesome and amazing if you stick to one dish that you know really well you know then the person's going to going to love it and you know what's interesting too about that is like you know i remember when i was a kid and some of my aunts or uncles would always bring the same dish every year. And they were kind of known mm-hmm. for that dish. Like, oh, my aunt always made some shrimp dish and she'd always bring it. And you you were always excited for it. And of course, she mm-hmm. nailed it because she was doing it every single year. Yeah. And she's not a chef. She's not a crazy, amazing chef or or baker by any means. Yep. But you'd always get excited for that one thing. And so it's not hard. To master one dish, and imagine doing that and just, you know being able to cook that whenever you want easily, and having fun with it, and, and doing that. I remember when I was a kid, I had that. I used to make these scrambled eggs and I made them the, the way that I loved them, and I'd always serve them to friends and they'd come over and they would uh, and sleep over just like scrambled eggs with, you know, spices, and I just kind of nailed down like how to make it in the right way, so it's not mm-hmm. too runny, but not too hard. And I loved it. I loved eating it. I made it for myself. I, I don't make them anymore these days. Now I just focus on other on other meals. But I just remember doing that as a kid, you know. Sure. And that, it's funny too. Even saying this now, I don't really have one of those dishes. I probably should. I'd say, if anything, I'm closer to maybe a. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Like, a, do you call it a white? It's a white pasta, meaning it's it's pasta that's mixed in with uh, like a a sauce where it's. You know onions or, or shallots with truffle oil, olive oil and garlic and mm. like reduced wine sauce. what do you call that a white pasta
1: with like is there like butter or cream
0: or yeah anything? butter butter cream? I usually do it with like a butter and then some chicken stock um usually sure. not a cream,
1: okay, yeah, I mean, I think th- there I think that's a, a fair. A fair name for it. That's not a, a particular. I don't know category that, that
0: goes into. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a no, it's not a creamy fettuccine, but it's not a marinara type stuff. Of,
1: of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that's the thing, though. Is you don't, you know, um, coming down to or relating to that as well. You don't have to even think about it in terms of like specific dishes. You know, a lot of times people will say, "Oh, like I want to make blank," and it has a name you know, I make all kinds of food and and I often will get asked like, Oh, what's this dish called? And I'll just, I'll just list what's in the dish.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't trying to make, you know, this specific thing that, you know, everybody knows it was just like, Oh, this goes well together. This goes well together. And this, you know, like you were saying, you get, you get some pasta, you roast off some shallots, which are good in anything. People who don't know about shallots. Can I, I'm just going to, this has nothing to do with anything, but Shallots. So, if you take a red onion and some garlic, and they make a baby, they made a shallot, and it's delicious, and it goes in almost anything. Just awesome. putting that out there. Awesome! Um, no, it's no,
0: great. Great. It's good to know.
1: But um, yeah, no, shallots are great. So yeah, you just roast off or, or saute off some shallots. You know, butter's good. I love butter. Butter makes everything better. And then just like your flavor, like you were talking about, you add some truffle oil. You know, you could easily add
0: like mushrooms to that. Oh yeah, you know, mushrooms. That's right, mushrooms. Yep.
1: Yeah, stuff like that, and and that's not really like, you know, a regional dish or, or a classic dish. It's just things that taste good, and taste good combined. Right. And and that could be, and that's the whole point too. You don't have to make a that that could be your dish that you want to make, and you know, for me, like, let's say you were you were asking me, you know, you're you're some rando person, and you hit me up and you go, hey, I make this dish, and I'm trying to make it better. You know what can I do? You know an easily uh, like an easy addition. You could add some fresh herbs to that dish. You could add you could add some you know some chives or some thyme or some tarragon or whatever it is, and and then you try that, and that's just going to be one of those steps to improving it, like I was talking about before. And then once you kind of get it down to where you're very happy with it, then you can think about other other dishes, but once you you impress yourself with your own dish, you're very likely going to impress somebody else. So instead of going online or something, which I've I've had people tell me like, "Oh, I want to cook for somebody." So I went and I googled some recipe and I've never made it before and I'm going to cook it for this girl. And I was like, "That's a
0: not a great idea." Yeah, it's a bad idea. I've heard I've heard this before. Like, don't ever yeah for like a party, like don't ever make a new recipe. Yeah. When you're having people over or having anyone over, right? Because you have no idea. Like it could be a bad recipe. You might not have tweaked it right enough. I mean, because I think most recipes I've ever done off the internet, they're all like... Pretty good. Some are actually really bad, but like none has ever been like, oh, th- that was perfect. They they that was the exact amount of everything that I needed. Exactly. There's always a little bit more salt or pepper or oil or whatever. There's always something more that needs to be kind of added into it. And you won't know that if you cook it for the first time for somebody.
1: Exactly. So it's it's good to just have that foundation, have that knowledge base, and that way, you know, you're you're confident going into it. And I will cook for people. I'll go to someone's house and I'll kind of just rifle through their fridge and I'll say, okay, you got this, you got this. And I'll make a dish. And people will ask me like, how do you do that? Because it's no recipe, it's no anything. It's just like, you know, and at this point I just kind of know what works together. So I can come up with a decent dish, you know, without any real plan or any real recipe. But a lot of it also comes back to confidence and knowing that, What I'm gonna make is gonna taste good, at least in my mind, and that leads you back to that perfecting that one dish or that one technique. If you know it's good, you don't have to think about it while you're making it, and you can be relaxed. We're talking about in context of like you're on a date, you know, you're you're super relaxed and you don't have to worry about it. It's just the thing you're doing. It's it's as if you were. You know, giving giving a tour of your place, or you're just you know doing something very very low key. You know, a lot of people stress out when they cook, and if you if you have all that stuff in your back pocket, you're not worried about oh is this going to come out right? Oh, I wonder how the sauce is going to taste. Blah blah blah, whatever else. You can then focus on your guest, right? And then you know you serve them your food, and you're confident in it. They're going to see that confidence, and they're going to enjoy it, and they're going to think more highly of you.
0: I'm curious about something. I wonder yeah. if, you know, because we're talking about someone who's who's mastering a, a dish and doing mm-hmm. really good at it. Let's say, you know, over the course of maybe a year or two years, someone who wants to get into it just a little bit more than your average person. Yep. Do you have any recommendations of the type of dishes someone should should master? Again, if they're interested in it. So, you know, when I say that is like someone should someone Master a vegetarian dish or a fish dish or a meat dish, or is there a certain meat, or is, is, do you have any recommendations or or just opinions on that in terms of like what are some of like the best category of dishes someone mm-hmm. should learn how to make if they just want to make a couple and really master them?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that it's all contextual. It all really just depends on you know your circumstances. So I know how to make a lot of different things, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that that ensures that I can pay my bills. You know, if, if I if I limit myself, you know, it's going to be harder for me to to cook for bigger groups of people. And I've cooked for some very different groups of people in my life. And like one example that I give people a lot is I cooked for a group of people that practice Jainism, which essentially is that you can't eat anything that has been killed. And that includes plants. So if you pick an apple from a tree, you killed it. So like they're only supposed to, this is what I'm to understand, but they're only supposed to eat things that like naturally fell and so forth. So they can't have any root vegetables because you have to pull those up from the ground and things like that. So that's a pretty. So you eat air it's like- yeah basically it's it exactly it's it's like extreme veganism or something but it's pretty crazy even with the water they drink like well water that they pass through a cloth because if you filter the water the filtering kills microorganisms and then they they upturn the cloth and pour a little of the water back over it to wash the microorganisms back it's pretty pretty extreme
0: whoa uh, i never heard of this before so what did you so you had to cook this
1: So, so when we had this discussion, I said, if you're going to, you're going to hire a person to do this, that's pretty not possible because I would have to grow all my own produce and things like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, I can't guarantee my farms, you know, just picked up the things that they, uh, you know, are selling me, you know, we had to pretend a little bit. We had, we had a, a chit chat about it. And, but what I ended up doing was just cooking everything separately. And it it was like a build-your-own, you know, adventure kind of a meal. So everyone just kind of put together what they were okay eating. We basically did like a... What's the word here? Like a a deconstructed paella almost. Okay. All the the ingredients were separate and they just built their own like bowls and whatnot. But anyway, that's a bit of a digression.
0: No, no, that's that's really interesting (laughs) though. It's like, how do you... How do you... So how do you eat?
1: Like, I don't know what... You know, everything yeah, is- no, and, and that's the thing is, is I don't, I mean, like I said, that was just, that was one extreme example, but, but the idea of kind of the idea behind me, me telling you that story was that, you know, you have to, you have to decide whether or not you want to become very familiar with all kinds of things, or you want to narrow it down a little bit because sort of on an opposite end of that spectrum, you know, there's a way of eating, uh, it's called the carnivore diet. And you only eat meat. So if you are going to be a carnivore and only eat meat, you have no desire, or no reason, I suppose, to learn how to make a vegetarian meal or a curry or any of these things, because you're just eating meat. So you really just have to decide, like what you kind of want to learn and maybe who you're going to be cooking yeah. for. If, you, if you're going to think, you know past yourself. And you're not just going to say, all right, I want to make these dishes for me, but I may want to you know, cook for somebody. I know plenty of people, my neighbors, uh, one eats a, sort of a standard American diet and his wife is vegetarian and they coexist just fine. We, we have dinner sometimes and we'll do like a potluck and we'll make like a vegetarian dish and a seafood dish and a meat dish and we only eat what we eat. It's definitely possible to have sort of a differing palate or a differing diet and have that work in a relationship. So in terms of learning what to do, you know, you just have to think about what you want to do. So so but I would say if I were just going to give somebody a, a sort of a quick guide or whatever, I would almost structure it the way that I structure my meals when I cook for other people is that I start off with either something vegetable based or like an appetizer, something small. You know, so you learn how to make something that fits into that category. And then something, something carb or pasta based. I make a lot of pasta from scratch, which is not something that everybody needs to do. Obviously if you if you're not a little bit skilled in cooking, just learn to make a pasta dish with dried pasta and just some nice sauce and, and whatnot. You know, maybe a seafood dish, maybe a land Animal dish, and then maybe something sweet. So that sort of fills out five categories, and and it can help you in different, you know, different scenarios. To where if you're, let's say, you really you know want to learn how to cook a steak, one of the one of the first things that people always want me to teach them when they want to learn how to cook is how to cook a steak. And I love steak, and steak is great. But if all you're cooking is steak, you know, you might be seen as sort of a one trick pony. So you learn how to cook your steak really, really well, and then okay, well, what's not a steak? <laughs> you know, what's what's opposite of steak? What kind of vegetable dish? You know, wh- and that can be a side. You know, people are like, I really want to learn how to make restaurant style Brussels sprouts because I know a lot of people they don't like Brussels sprouts at home, but they like them when so they go true. Out
0: it's so true. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. You know, I'm gonna learn how to make these Brussels sprouts and whatever. I mean, you know, there's a hundred ways to prepare them, but now you have those two things in your pocket and you're like, okay, well, that's a meal in and of itself. You know, I wanna learn how to make something sweet. And that doesn't mean a restaurant style pastry chef, you know, fancy dessert. Learn how to make cookies, you know, learn how to make brownies, something simple. It, honestly, something as simple as if you if you were to have a meal with somebody and you got ice cream for dessert, but you made a caramel sauce to go on that ice cream, that's impressive.
0: That's cool. Yeah, you
1: know what I mean. So you don't have to learn a whole dish; you can learn a component, and and that is something that you know it's you can take something sort of. Pre-made or pre-done, and you can add something to it, and that totally elevates it, and and it shows that you didn't just buy three jars and combined them
0: in a bowl. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. No, I, I like the way you're looking at this too, because I'm in my head, and this is why, right? This is why you have a, an expert on like yourself to talk about yeah. this, because it, it, it widens the whole perspective. Here is that I'm thinking of. Oh, would it be cool to like know a fish dish and? A meat dish and a vegetarian dish, and then you're saying this is to me. This sounds even better. It's like no, no. Why don't you learn a side slash appetizer, Mm -hmm. a main, and and a dessert? And what's cool too is that's even. I I love that idea because you might not be a person who like myself. I don't like to make vegan or vegetarian dishes. You know, I I don't. It's just not my thing. So it's like, why would I want to learn that? And like we said earlier, if you, if you don't like it, you're not going to really be into it. You know, it's like, but everyone loves a small, a side of some sort, an appetizer of some sort. Everyone loves a main, obviously. And then yep. everyone loves some sort of dessert. So that's cool. And then that that expands you, I mean, huge right there. So now it's like, you can always bring a dessert to a place if, mm-hmm. if it calls for that. You can make a main anytime. And then you can always, make an appetizer that could go along with that main dish, or maybe you're going to bring a side to a barbecue or somewhere and you bring that. So that sounds like, I love how you said it here. That seems to make everything even wider. So you're going to seem even, I mean, not that the point is to impress people. It's really not. But it it just will. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Inevitably, it just is going to if you can master you know, those three things in those categories. So I really like how you put that.
1: Yeah, and 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 to your point, it's one of those things where you, you should do it for you, do it for yourself. Right. And you're gonna make yourself some really tasty food. And then it will just so happen that somebody else or other people can enjoy that and and you know, will we'll wanna keep you around. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and kind of what you were saying as well is is what's nice is like, let's say you are really good on the grill. You know, which I think a lot of guys focus on sometimes, like I you know, I want to grill some some meat. People will be seen as that. I, I've heard many times when I cook for people like, oh, my husband, you know, he's uh, he's not the best cook, but he's great on the grill. And you know, it, let's say that's you and and that's what you do. But then you learn, like I said, you learn that one dessert. It's surprising how much more impressive that is to people, because you're like, "Oh, not only can this guy cook me a, a ball or steak or whatever it may be, you know, they do something sweet. you know they, they can make something simple. and And like I said, it can be any number of, of things. It doesn't have to be a really fancy thing. When I do desserts for my, uh, for my events that I do, I'm not a pastry chef. I'm not trained in that realm, and I don't have all of those skill sets. Cause I trained in restaurants, but I trained on the savory side. And I know how to make a lot of those, you know, savory meals and, and techniques. But when it comes to desserts, I have like five things that I make, honestly, but I have a base. So I have my base recipe, and then I add stuff to it to change it. So I've done, say, three parties in a week before, and I've done the same dessert, but it was different every time I made it in that the base of what it was was the same. but then I changed the the toppings I changed the sauce I changed the garnish, whatever it is and so I made completely different dishes out of it and you switch up the vibe you switch up the the flavor profiles and all that. So just by learning something simple, you know a lot of people like chocolate, right So learn to make a brownie dude? Because a lot of people don't know how. And then you can say, oh, these are homemade brownies. And then you you learn to make that caramel sauce I was talking about. Now you just drizzle some some salted caramel over your brownie, and that changed that dish. And then instead of buying a can of Ready Whip, just whip your own whipped cream. And that's three homemade components that someone's going to love. And not much effort, it's not fancy. But it shows that you put in that effort and you took the time. Yeah. And and you care. And when you care about your food, people are gonna feel cared for and cared about without you having to say anything. You don't have to try any any lines, you don't have to, you know, do anything. Like your your actions are showing them i think far more than than words could say in that particular you know scenario
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure reminds me of also we're talking about making things simple you know like whipped cream my mom used to make that all the time homemade whipped cream and it's just miles different than any mm-hmm. whipped cream you'll ever get at a store like it's it's yeah. not even the same flavor but it's still whipped cream and it's homemade. You know, I think it's like powdered sugar and some vanilla and some cream, and you whip it up and you need a, a mix master or hand mixer or something like that. And even that, like, you know, it's so simple. It might take a few times to just get it right. Yeah. It could take once, though, but, you know, it could be really simple. I'd never made it before. And boom, like, look at that. And you can bring that or have that and add that to, to whatever, even something that's not homemade, and it's going to make it taste awesome. Can I
1: tell you a really easy way to make it? Yeah. You don't need anything. It's, it's great. So restaurant sort of style whipped cream is going to be different from you know something from a can, because that's aerated, you know aerosol or whatever. so it creates a very particular texture. When I do whipped cream, all I do is I get a um, we call them deli containers. You know when you get like soup to go from a, from a restaurant, it's like that kind of round container. You just need like a Tupperware, basically, something with, with a tight-fitting lid. And you just put some cream, put a splash of vanilla, like you were saying, and some powdered sugar, put that lid on and just shake the bejesus out of it. And in about 30 seconds, it'll thicken and you'll have whipped cream ready to roll. You don't need a bowl. And honestly, that's how I do it. It's a little more dense, but it's really nice because when you put like a, you put like a dollop on, you know, you spoon it on top as opposed to like with your, with your can and it's great and it's simple. And you literally can just put it this way: if you've ever made a cocktail at home with your cocktail shaker, it's the same thing. You're gonna shake a cocktail, shake your dessert, oh, and man. easy peasy.
0: So one oh, thing man, that I—it's like, like I wish I had like a, a million of these little tips, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more off the top of your head? That's you know, people might not be making whipped cream. That's very of course uh, specific um, as a matter- to someone's taste, but sure. Anything else with something that so like I feel like I don't know something that someone makes all the time, like eggs or is something that people make all the time or any so, really really popular dishes with tips with that
1: a lot of those tips they're they're not so much about dishes if something comes to me i'll definitely shout it out but one thing is is um with limes you know when you're going when you have to juice citrus sometimes you'll juice an orange it's pretty easy you'll juice a lemon it's pretty easy sometimes when you juice a lime it gets kind of difficult and you squeeze it and you get like 3 drops of juice and you're like what the hell is going on with with a lime, the the core that runs sort of like uh, end to end, it's really hard. So if you cut a lime like in half, like I wish I had a visual here. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a way to. Uh, but you, you kind of cut it through the equator, and you look at it. That core is in the middle, and when you juice it, nothing comes out. So if you were to to stand your lime up and look at it like top down, and instead of cutting it across you cut like three sort of sides off of it you know sort of as a so you end you you end up with three sides in like a triangle
0: looking piece Does i'm, I'm following that? it yeah. yeah it's like you cut up so you cut it in half and then you take one of the halves and you cut off each side of it no you don't even have to
1: cut it in half
0: oh okay you just stand up the whole lime oh okay you have the whole lime on
1: like the the core or the root and then yep. just cut cut straight down next to the core, but not through the core. Okay. And then you turn it and you do that again and you do that again and you'll end up with three roughly even pieces and a core that will be shaped like a triangle, like an elongated triangle, right? Maybe that's too confusing for people. But anyway, but if you just cut sides off, that, 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 that's an easier way to do it. Just cut sides off of your lime and you'll be able to squeeze every drop of juice out of it with no effort. And then you'll notice that that core that's left, you can now fold it and even get more juice out of that. So it's yes. like it's a random it's a random thing that I learned. And also just roll, take anytime you're gonna juice citrus, put it on your board and take your hand and just like roll it back and forth, and that loosens up everything inside, and it makes it easier to to
0: juice as well. Cool, cool. That's uh, a good one. What else so, you got? Anything else off the top of your head?
1: See, I wish I was prepared for this. I would, I would have came up with a list. I would, I would have just. Been, it would have been like Mark's culinary tips for for forty minutes. So not not so much food stuff. Like I said, if something pops into my head, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely throw it out to you. But one sort of thing that I, I was going to mention before is that if you want to cook something, spend a little bit of money on good tools. You don't have to go and buy. You know, super high end stuff. I, this, this event I did last week, uh, the, the host was asking me, he's like, hey, you know, I noticed you have these like really fancy like Japanese knives. Would you suggest those? Oh, you know, yeah.
0: I think a knife uh, tip would be really good.
1: I yeah. Said, yeah. And, and I, was, I was like, no, you, I, my, I have many, you know, I have way more knives than any normal person needs. And that's one tip. You don't need 50 knives, you know, you need like two. Get yourself a good chef's knife, maybe a bread knife. If you're getting into cooking and you really want to up your game down the line and you want to invest in you know a paring knife and a slicing knife, that's great. But to start out with one knife, maybe two, you're, you're solid. And you don't need to spend tons and tons of money. I know people with literally their chef knife cost $1,000. That's super unnecessary for 99.9% of people. You basically just have to find a knife that you like. It's comfortable, you know, and it, and it works well for you. And a really simple thing that I tell people to do is just find a, a store that sells knives that will let you test them. And most cooking stores will do that. Can I like name drop businesses? I don't know how this works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Want to say whatever you want. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Like Sir Latab. You know, those kinds of places, Williams, Sonoma. And then there's some like individual stores, you know, like different towns and cities have like their own local stores. Like there's a a cooking shop in uh, Pacific Beach in San Diego that I used to go to a lot when I lived down there. But they'll just have knives like hanging up and you say, hey, can I test that knife out? And they'll go grab you like a carrot and a cutting board and hand you a knife and just let you cut it. Because some knives look cool, but they don't feel good and if they don't feel good in your hand you're not going to want to use them and you're not mm. going to get good at them it's like it's like running if you're going to start running you need comfortable shoes you know if someone's like hey i want to become a professional runner but you have to use flip flops the whole time it's not going to help you out any so you need to get yourself a knife that you like find one that you think looks cool you know that matters i think but that should be the first thing. And then it should be the least important once you get that knife. And then you just want to hold it. You want to make sure it feels good in your hand and then cut stuff with it. You know, Cut an onion, cut a carrot, whatever it is. And you want to make sure because there was knives that I thought were were super rad. And I went to use them and they were awkward. And I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't spend 300 bucks on this chef's knife because I'd be unhappy for the next year. So you just want to get yourself you know, something simple. And, you know, I have my knives, most of my knives are f- are from Japan. They're pretty expensive. But I also cook for a living. A lot of my friends, I've bought many of my friends' knives. And they really like a brand called Global. I think they're n- like $90 to $100 for a chef's knife. It's not, okay. not too bad. And the way you look at it too, some people scoff, you know, they're like, well, I can go to Ikea and get a knife for... or I can go to Target and get a knife for $30. And you absolutely can. But think about how much money you spend on other facets of your life when it comes to sort of self-improvement. You know, how much do you spend on, on hair product? How much do you spend on your clothes? How much do you spend on your car? And these are all things that you want to do to improve your life. And you don't, you know, you don't think about it. And or even something like coffee, the people that go to Starbucks every day. And they're spending, you know, five bucks on their drink every single day, and that adds up. Whereas a knife or other, you know, kitchen tools, they're going to last you a really, really long time.
0: So might as well if go with something that's going to work well.
1: Absolutely, and even if it costs a little, let's say it costs two hundred dollars, which might seem like a big chunk of change, but mm-hmm. that knife can last you arguably forever as long as you take care of it. So. One, one thing that I, I learned, you know, back in the day when I was, I lost weight and I was trying to, I didn't know anything about clothes. And I was trying to figure out like, you know, what, how to dress and what to wear. And, and I would see, you know, jeans that were 200 bucks. And I lived in San Francisco too, at the time where everything was not cheap. So I own a jacket that I think I paid like 250, 284 or something, which I still think is a lot of money for, for a jacket. But then I I read into the concept of cost per wear, and if you do,
0: you have any idea what I'm talking about? I do only because I have a friend who told me about it. It's like you're okay. going to wear it all the time, yeah, and so you, it costs a lot, you know. Then it comes down to like you're only paying you know two cents every time you wear it or whatever it's going to be, and it's worth it because you're you know wearing it a lot or yeah. using it a lot.
1: Yeah, you nailed it, hundred percent. And that's really what it comes down to. So if you're gonna Cook, and you're going to spend two hundred dollars on a knife. But you're going to cook every day, or even let's just say every other day. After a year, you spent a dollar per day right. on that knife. You know, so it's 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 nothing. What else do you spend a dollar on? You know, how much is your internet? How much is any other thing? So be ready to spend a little bit of money and invest. That's really what it is. It's an investment yeah. in yourself and in your time, and then also learn. You get that knife, learn how to keep it sharp. And you know, and there's a few ways to do it. I honestly, I learned in restaurants. So, you know, it's a little different than than other people, but every now and again, I want to refresh myself on skills. YouTube is amazing for that kind of stuff. You know, I have I've been cooking professionally for 13 years, and random people on YouTube teach me things about cooking. You know, I don't, I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything by any means. So, you know, and I'm sure that you, like, you have your sort of a network of like coaches and stuff, and you guys discuss different things because they, they maybe have a knowledge base that you haven't
0: explored. Oh, yeah. I'll watch other people's stuff all the time just to see their perspective or try to learn something new. Absolutely.
1: And, and, you know, and it goes the same way. So it's like, obviously, if, if somebody has the ability to ask me, a question, that's great. I can give them a direct answer, but if they don't know me or they you know, don't know how to get in contact with me, by the way, they can totally hit me up on social media if they have questions. But you can just access you know, the internet and there's a lot, of, a lot of help. It doesn't necessarily mean it's all gonna be good. It's one thing to take into account, but it's still there. And if you wanna learn how to, say, sharpen a knife with a stone you know, you want to, you don't want to do it like the the old school legit way. You can just go to YouTube, type in how to knife sharpening or whatever. And then all these videos will come up and then you can watch a couple and see if any feels right. As opposed Mm -hmm. to just listening, you know, to, to one source, but that'll make sure that, that your, your cooking goes smoothly because that's, that's the thing about it is a lot of people don't like to cook because they have bad tools. You have a dull knife, you have terrible pans, you have a you know, a glass cutting board, you know, you have these things that you probably shouldn't have. Well, I don't like cooking. And a lot of that just comes down to you don't like it because you have bad tools. There's plenty of things I didn't like doing until I was taught the proper way to do it or I learned how to do it.
0: Right. You know, right. so, you know, I definitely think that that's, that's super duper important. Cool. Awesome. Well, listen, we're, we're running out of time here, but this is yeah. this is great. These are some great tips. Uh, You brought up something interesting earlier. I think it'd be cool for guys to follow you on Instagram so they can see what you're doing. I mean, I love seeing your posts. Every time I see one of your posts, my mouth literally waters. I'm like, oh God, I want to eat that right now. Like It looks so good because you're always cooking some delicious stuff. So I'll put that in the show notes. But real quick, what is your Instagram? And and guys can follow you and see what you're up to.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy peasy. It's just my name. So it's Mark Nargi. M-A-R-K-N-A-R-G-I. And cool. it's just it's just food, so they don't have to worry about too many selfies or anything. It's just uh, <laughs> pictures of my food, and I have a I have a puppy. So if you're into puppies, that's a, a good source for for cute puppy pictures as well.
0: There you go, cute puppy pictures oh. and awesome uh, awesome gourmet meals. Mark, thank you so much for being here, and uh, and it's great to to you know work with you again and 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 give out some good tips on this, guys. If you want to also check out the YouTube video of. Mark and I, I'll also put a link in the show notes and you can learn three really awesome recipes. And they're in the in the description, there is a little link with a PDF to the actual recipes so you can watch it, how it's done, and then cook it yourself. So check that out. Mark, thanks again. Thanks so much, buddy.